0: Log Talk Radio. Welcome to the 597th edition of the Foyerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. I'm your host, Daniel Foyerstein. I'll give you American perspective, excuse me, of our clubs, leagues, players, national team, and other fabulous moments. Get your daily reading from me and other writers over at either beyondthe90.substack.com or at Red Bull News Network. But as always, please, this show is dedicated on American soccer. I apologize for the technical difficulties. Blog Talk Radio was having an issue, and they were able to fix it. Um, Still having an issue trying to get that uh, final MPSL soccer show um, to be downloaded for archive. I am working on it with Blog Talk Radio to make sure that does get solved. So until it does, please remain patient with me as I will continue to talk to them and have them uh fix whatever issues need to be fixed so I can get that downloaded and if not I might have to contact the uh Tulsa Athletic again maybe to get Sunny to be on the show so it's just been uh a bit slow but everyone wants to hear that interview and we'll see what happens moving forward Congratulations to the Lionesses of England. They are the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup champions as they defeated co-host Australia in the championship final by uh, three goals to one. Uh, What a match that was. And for England now, they are, I believe, the first nation to have not only a men's World Cup champion back in 1966, but now a women's World Cup champion in 2023. So that must really be exciting for uh, English women's football to get that championship under their belts. But before we go into stuff and the main topic for today's show, let me just say this. Lionel Messi coming over to Major League Soccer has been an amazing thing. Lionel Messi... Once suited up in the pink kits for Inter-Miami, they have been a terror, along with his teammates in Jordi Alba, Sergio Busquets, and of course his head coach in Tata Martino, who is back in Major League Soccer, managing this club. You know, it's kind of funny how you got... Wayne Rooney of D.C. United saying this will be a, dif- a difficult league for Messi to play in. Jason Christ, former MLS head coach, has also said the same thing. There are positives and negatives to that type of situation. And if you listen to the pundits, whether it be CBS Sports' uh, Golazo Network or Football Americas or ESPN FC on ESPN+, Plus, And you'll also be hearing it from me as well. I think it's in twofold. The first one, Messi is a god. Messi is unbelievable. The man is able to go out there and to perform at a high level still at his age is unbelievable. The gift continues to keep on giving with this man. And it does not matter if he is doing it in Europe for Barcelona, for Paris Saint-Germain, or he's doing it here in Major League Soccer with Inter-Miami, or if he does it internationally still with Argentina. I don't know if he has officially uh, called for his international career retirement. But Lionel Messi, without a doubt, is rejuvenated, reinvigorated, because he wasn't having fun at PSG, even though he tried his best. And he did work well with Mbappe and Neymar. The truth is, I don't know if he was really enjoying himself as a whole. He comes here to the United States. He's living in the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, South Florida area, if you want to be more precise. And he is having the time of his life. Because the club did a wonderful thing. They brought in people to make him more comfortable. Even though he's acting like one of the guys. And you can tell he's interacting very well with all of his teammates. It is a wonderful thing to see him doing the damage from his first time playing as a substitute against Cruz Azul in the League's Cup action. And now qualifying into the CONCACAF Champions Cup of 2024 and attempting his first trophy, even though I still contain and still say this is a plastic tournament. I will still say, if you peel off the silverware, it's actually milk chocolate inside. But here is the negative that is Lionel Messi. And this is not on Lionel Messi, the negative. It is not. Messi is doing what he is supposed to do. Control the ball. Be a part of a club. Go out there. Take down your opponents. Score as many goals as you can. And set up as many goals as you can. And win the damn game. No, this is some of the opposition that is playing against him especially the Philadelphia Union, who are supposed to be the best of the best in the Eastern Conference. The tough Philadelphia side that has done very well these last several years. What we are seeing from some of these teams, they're giving Messi too much respect. They are jogging backwards towards their 18 yard box and they are allowing Messi to dominate. I'm not saying they have to go out and tackle him down. I'm not saying they have to go out and destroy the man. All you got to do is play him physically, but clean, challenge him. Don't allow him to walk in there and take a free shot because that's what you did. The high and mighty Philadelphia union just did not have the game they were supposed to have because, Oh my God, it's Lionel Messi. I never thought we would see Lionel Messi here at Subaru park on our pitch playing against us. Well, Ole, Monsieur Messi, Ole, Signor Messi, go right ahead. On guard. Nope, I'm not even gonna unguard. You go ahead. Even Andre Blake, who I respect as one of the best goalkeepers in this league and in CONCACAF, just had a blinder of a game where he allowed four goals, two of them by Messi. Just let him have his way is this what we're supposed to do here? The words of Jason Christ and Wayne Rooney are now hollow, not because Messi's dominating and destroying his opponents all over the place, because they're letting him do it. Why? Why are they letting him do it? You know, when you had these fantastic international stars that played in the 1994 World Cup and then some throughout the years. Roberto Donadoni, Carlos Valderrama, Jorge Campos. And then it just kept on going with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, David Beckham, Rafa Marquez, Thierry Henry, You saw these great players like Steven Gerrard, even Zlatan Ibrahimović. They were challenged. They were challenged all over the pitch. Even Tim Cahill challenged. No one took a back seat. No one allowed these players all those great moments in European football, whether it be in the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, the Bundesliga, David Beckham, French League Un, it did not matter. They were not allowed an inch of grass. A single blade of grass was defended. And Lionel Messi... Does not need help to be told where to put the ball in the back of the net. Oh, they're giving me the 30 meters, the 30 yards? Here, I'll take it. Bang, it's in there. 1-0. Bang, it's in there. 2-0. Hat trick. Challenge him. Challenge him. And even though everyone is saying, well, he's dominating the league like there's no tomorrow. No, 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 no. This is not for three points in the MLS standings. Inter-Miami's not going up the table. Inter-Miami is still in last place. They're in the bottom. Their first meaningful MLS match is on Saturday, August 26th, against the New York Red Bulls at Red Bull Arena. And even before that match, they have to travel to Cincinnati after traveling to Nashville for the league's cup championship. They got to go to Cincinnati for the open cup semifinals. Then they got to play the Red Bulls in a MLS official match. So basically, yes, he's challenging. He's playing against teams from MLS, but he's not earning three points in MLS just yet. I don't know what to tell anybody here. I don't know what to say. I understand it's messy. And I understand he's the greatest player ever. He's now level on Maradona. He's on that level with that World Cup championship. I'm happy he's here. I'm happy he's made MLS change what they need to do. And hopefully for the future to bring in more players, better talented technical players but for the love of God can you challenge him just once legitimately some teams have Dallas did, Orlando did Cruz Azul somewhat did but no no, Atlanta never did, Philadelphia never did challenge him and when you do challenge Messi then he will truly see what it's like to play in major league soccer but until then and i'm not i'm not acting like you know i'm upset by this i'm glad to see Messi actually doing this playing in our league But as the old adage goes, it takes two to tango. And so far, the Argentinian tango is only by Messi because he has no partner. They are saying, have a go. There's our net. We're going to be in shambles. And you can do whatever you want. That's not how it goes. Challenge him. Because you never did it with Beckham, you never did that with Henri, or Zlatan Ibrahimovic, or Tim Cahill. You challenged them. But no, it's messy now. Challenge him. And we'll see what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, due to the issues I had on Monday night, I was able to record my interviews for that show, and here it is today. First things first, open cup entrance 2020. As Mesoamerica FC won the 2023 U.S. Adult Soccer Association Championship over Newtown uh, Pride of Connecticut. And this is the interview with both the head coach of Mesoamerica, Jimmy uh, Pineda, and Herman Alfaro, and then later on, Tyler Weston, head coach of A.S. Frenzy in, in Florida. First things first, Mesoamerica FC. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Four Teams Fire American Soccer Show as we discuss these teams who have qualified for the 2024 U.S. Open Cup through amateur tournaments. And it's a great time to talk about this club as Mesoamerica FC advances to the 2024 U.S. Open Cup as the U.S. Adult Soccer Association 2023 champions. On with me right now is the head coach, uh, Jimmy Pineda. And his player in Herman Alfaro. Gentlemen, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, how are you? Uh, Thank you.
0: All right. Glad to have you both on. Uh, Jimmy, we'll go to you first. What an amazing run your side had, not only uh, in Cal South, but in Region 4, to get to the promised land of the U.S. Adult Soccer Association Championships. Can you repeat again? I can't I can hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. I was asking you, um, what was it like for your club to get out of California South to reach the Region 4 Championships and then qualifying for the U.S. Adult Soccer Association Championships? Herman? Yes. No, it's Daniel.
2: Okay. Um, um, he was asking uh, if I can... Answer this one for me, uh, for you.
1: Okay. Um, Anulo,
2: quieres contestar esta o quieres que yo haga?
0: Tú dale, tú dale.
2: Okay, he wants me to
0: translate. That's fine.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, como, cómo te sientes del equipo que, que como hizo, sabes que pues fue una, una, un, un torneo muy importante, sabes que pues el el volumen de de este torneo
1: Oh, okay, okay, got it now, got it now. Yeah, you know, I feel very happy. I'm so proud of this guy. I feel like um, it was a pleasure to me belong to this group. We've been working hard since we started with this tournament, like uh, around January uh, this year. So for me, uh, uh, until the end, it feels like uh, amazing, you know, because everybody was working super hard to make what we got now.
0: That is fantastic to hear. And, Uh, Harman, if I can ask you this, what's it like for those of us not familiar with uh, the California Southern section of Region 4, the league you play in, how difficult is this amateur league? And what teams are we not aware of that can give you a problem uh, in a regular season such as what you have to face?
2: Um, It was was very... Eye-opening uh, for most of us. Uh, most of us haven't played in these tournaments. Um, the leagues that we do participate um, on a weekly base are pretty high. The, uh, you know, the the level of soccer is pretty high up there as well. So it was one of those things that kind of prepared us uh, once we got to this to this level. Um, but I, overall, we were just happy that the co-group. Was in this mission together, and uh, we were able to just capitalize on the what, what we had on in mind. You know, to to win the the national and to represent our region. It was just very important for us.
0: That's uh, absolutely. It's, of course, it's very important. You want to get to the highest level of the amateur levels, and uh, and here you are all the way to the championships of the region, and of course going into the U.S. Adult Soccer Association. Um, and to Jimmy, if I can ask you this, when when you face a club like Napa Valley 1839 in the Region 4 Championship, what, tro- what type of trouble did they give you and how were you able to achieve the victory that you guys needed to uh, get into the big dance, the big tournament of U.S. Adult Soccer Association?
1: To be honest with you, the most... Uh, uh higher uh, harder party was because um they are very good on you know they have more uh they train more than us you know so they ha they they can compete for the ninety minutes and our team uh start feeling tired after the sixty or seven minutes seventy minutes minute. but um what we did is that uh, we talked in the middle and the halftime, and we knew it about that thing is gonna happen, so what we try to do is to, to stay together and try to fight until the end to consider like what we had. The two, because at the first half, we was winning 2-0. But in um, the last 10 minutes, they scored one goal, and it was super hard, you know. But
0: at the end, a good thing we had the, the game, you know, we won. Absolutely. And German, uh if I can go to you, uh, what was that like for all of you, celebrating that victory against Napa Valley, and then being prepared for that daunting task for the national championships?
2: Um Like, Napa Valley, I can say they're a very good team. Uh, They were very organized, like um, our coach said, um, that they were very physical, uh, prepared physically. And, you know, we knew that uh, coming up to this national stage or just representing the region was not going to be easy. And uh, Napa Valley was not an easy team. Uh, We were lucky enough to, to, you know, hit the, the back of the net early in the game um you know we just knew that they're going to keep coming at us regardless if we're going to be up on the score we just knew that they were going to keep coming and coming so we were trying to stay um as much as possible in control of the game um and not give them any any type of a way to like come and attack us or you know just try to like use all all the weapons we can to to lock to seal the deal but um It was just very – it was a a very um, important game because that was going to determine how we were going to play the next game. You know, we knew that, you know, once we jumped – we got to this point of beating Napa, we are like, hey, these teams are going to come in harder, so we're going to have to be more mentally prepared. And uh, the guys were all happy uh, once we got out to Iowa. Uh, everything was really nice sad that, and um, it was just more motivation for us
0: to
2: uh, give it our all.
0: That's absolutely true. And, Coach, you know, I have to say, the last time you were in the U.S. Adult Soccer Association Championships, you did face a Region 3 team the last time. You couldn't get through, but uh, you faced another Region 3 team in Tobacco Road, FC. Very difficult side, but you were able... To get a big 2-1 victory in the semifinals to put your team finally in the championship final, how happy were you to uh, get past that little difficult hurdle?
1: Yeah, you know, because in 2019 we got the chance to be on the same, uh, uh, the same. Um how going I say, the last final four, you know, the final four, and we we got the chance in 2019, but we couldn't make it to the final. We were, uh, so on that day or that time, we make a, we have an experience, so we learn about it. So on this point this year, we tried to to fix all the mistakes that we made on that game like four years ago, and we tried to find the right player for this game. That's why uh, – after we take the the win on the semifinal, final, we we already know how we are in the final, I was super happy because uh, I know how hard it was for us, how much we 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 been preparing this 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 uh, um, game with the guys. So nothing, I just want to say like, thanks God for everything we get, you know.
0: No, that's absolutely fantastic to hear. And, Herman, you finally get to that final championship. You take on another tough side in Newtown Pride from Connecticut. You defeat them two goals to one. And I just got to tell you, Newtown Pride, they're, you know, they're no slouches. They're very good here in the Northeast, where I'm 100%. located in. And uh, they, you know, they'll give you a game, and you're able to nudge them 2-1 and get that title.
2: Yeah, 100%. Uh, you said it. They're very competitive, very smart team. They're very, uh, they have a good strategy. Uh, they good. They're they're really good off the ball. Uh, props to them. They didn't really make. They didn't make it easy for us. I'll tell you that they didn't. And they brought out the best out of us. And that's what we want. We want to to compete in against teams like like them because now we can be able to see where we stand at in the national. Um, Radar and uh, Newtown props to them. I know the journey wasn't easy as well to get to that point and um, Just very happy for the team uh, to, to you know, we try to do things right and prepare ourselves um, Like coach Jimmy said uh, that you know it, We we left with a chip on our shoulder four years ago So we knew in this space that we were gonna come in and we knew that you know we were trying to uh, repeat our mistakes make sure everybody was uh, on the same board and um, like I said, Newtown didn't make it easy for us, but we were very happy to be a, a great team like them, you know, because it was just the cherry on top above it all.
0: Absolutely. Jimmy, I have to ask you, when that moment came that uh, John Paul Mata, the president of the U.S. Adult Soccer Association, was ready to hand you that trophy, even though he had to make a speech, were you staring, drooling, or both? Ah,
1: uh, bowl, let's say bold, because you know, it's a, it's a big sensation and uh we know we work for it but uh, uh when you are in there and you have it on your hand it's like you cannot believe it, you
0: know. No, absolutely. And, and for you, Herman, all the the hard work you had to go through and the, the tactics and the formation that your head coach Jimmy did, uh, to get you guys to this moment. What was that like for you and, and the fellow and your fellow teammates on the club?
2: Oh man, it was a beautiful moment. Um just to you know, to to have the cup and and just we we're waiting for the whistle to blow. We we're just so anxious. Uh, all the emotions were running. Uh, I, you know, I've I've been in this uh, the final four four times, so it was just like I oh, it's gotta this one's gotta be it. This one's gotta be it. And once I heard the whistle blow, I you know I was full of emotions. I went down to the ground. You know, I just you know had to thank God. I you know. Everything, all flashbacks kept running uh, through my mind, and, you know, all I had to do is just look up in the sky and just give all the glory to God and to the teammates and to the staff, everybody that, you know, put a little bit of their two cents into this uh, championship. They all deserve it, and it was, I was just happy. I, 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 I Believe me or not, I, I, I cried just because of the joy that, you know, um, that I had. It was just very overwhelming. Uh, how how things go fast and we just have to enjoy it and uh, this one i really enjoyed a lot
0: and now gentlemen you're both going into the 2024 u.s open cup through an automatic bid after winning the u.s adult soccer association championship jimmy what does that mean to you to reach the big tournament the big dance of american soccer here in this country to to face off against not only fellow amateurs but a possibility of facing a professional side, maybe even, possibly, LAFC, the LA Galaxy, or any other MLS side on the western portion of the country.
1: Well, the best word that I can tell you about it is, is a dream. You know, it's my dream. I feel like uh, I'm dreaming now because we're gonna get, it, we're gonna have the chance to fight with a, a high-level team, and uh, we are right there. So. I just say like I'm living my dream because I started doing this on 2011, and to be honest with you, I've been uh, a really lucky guy because with any team being before, Herman being with me like uh, many teams before this, before America, and we used to win a lot. So now we got the championship, the national, and we got a chance to play, to play the Open Cup, and it's, a, it's just my dream, you know. I am feel happy uh, about, about it.
0: And, and also for you, Herman, the opportunity to face off against fellow amateurs, of course, from different parts of the western side of the Region 4. Um, the opportunity maybe to take on a USL championship side like Orange County, if you do get that far, even an MLS side. For you watching these leagues, whether it be through streaming or television, you know, to to get that opportunity now, what's that like for you as a player?
2: Um. I think as a player, even a spectator, it's amazing. Just uh, everything about the Lamar Hunt Open Cup—it's it, what an amateur dreams about. Um, especially just if if you have the dream to still become a professional, this is the way to get uh, your talent out there and um, and you can showcase uh, your talent um, and not only your talent, but you can be out there and and have fun. You know, this is all about is having that fun, being able to enjoy these moments. Uh, You don't get to play in these big stages or dance in the big uh, big stages. So, you know, you have to take advantage of these and, you know, make sure through it all you have fun. And for me, um, that's what I'm going to do. I've played uh, open cuts before. I've only got to the stage of playing USL uh against Vegas light and uh with call so I have a little bit of, of knowledge of how that goes and it's a beautiful uh journey uh can't wait to share this moment with the mesoamerica guys and um and we're just looking forward to you know uh we're trying to you know already kind of prepare our minds and, and what's coming up in the next years for Mesoamerica and for ourselves so uh, we're just going to take it uh, day at a time and make sure when we get there, we're able to have fun and, and do work.
0: Herman Alfaro and head coach Jimmy Pineda of Mesoamerica. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Congratulations once again, and good luck in 2024 in the Open Cup.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you again for having thank us, and so thank you for your time. We really, really appreciate you.
0: Thank you. Once again, that is the head coach, Jimmy Pineda and Herman Alfaro, uh, Alfaro of uh, Mesoamerica FC. They won the U.S. Adult Soccer Association Championship and will automatically go to the U.S. Open Cup opening round in 2024. The next guest, of course, a recorded interview, is with the head coach of UPSL's A.S frenzy f-r-e-n z as in zoo i tyler weston as the head coach of the club joins me as he joined me to talk about his club winning the very first spring season championship and the first time that the spring season champion will now get an automatic bid into the 2024 u.s open cup Daniel Feuerstein here. Once again, welcome back to the American Soccer Show as we talk about these amateur clubs qualifying for the 2024 U.S. Open Cup. Joining me right now is the head coach of a brand new side who not only won the first ever automatic bid in the UPSL spring season, but... First time in the Open Cup themselves. This is the head coach of A.S. Frenzy, Mr. Tyler Weston, joining me tonight. Tyler, good evening, and how are you? I'm
3: doing good, doing good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate uh,
0: it. I'm very happy to have you on tonight. Uh, I have to ask you, what's that like to be the first club in the, USPL, excuse me, the UPSL, I apologize, to not only win the spring season championship, but to be the first club ever to qualify automatically for the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup.
3: Yeah, man, it feels good. I'm, I'm, I'm to be honest with you, it's, uh, it's something that we're all extremely, you know, still soaking in at the moment. Um, it's something that you know we're extremely humbled and blessed to be able to have the opportunities that we have. Um, you know with the way that we play and the personnel that we have we we thought that we were you know a, a trailblazer in terms of the the kind of team that we had in the UPSL and um now doing this has just been it's been surreal for this club and 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 surreal for these players and and everyone that's a part of it so it's great
0: Let's talk about your club, obviously. Now, you're obviously in the Central Florida area, I believe, somewhere around uh, Lake Mary. Uh, what's that area like, and, and how many clubs are there? I think it, it feels like it feels like New York, South London, Southwest, maybe? I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of clubs over there in Lake Mary.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, there's a lot of UPSL clubs as well as a lot of youth clubs in the area, um, you know. When putting this together, our, our president, Wayne Dorman, just, just had, a, had an ideal and a philosophy of making sure that we, you know, took care of players in the community and, and being able to, to make sure that everyone had options. And I think that that was the the main thing for, for players that maybe necessarily didn't get the college offers that they wanted or the professional offers that they wanted coming out of high school. Um you know, putting this together for them was, was a platform that we can use so they can get on a national stage and um this year it was it was um amazing. So
0: Oh it must have been a hell of a run uh, getting all the way into the playoffs and I, I do have to ask you this. Um how old is the club and you know, what has your owner been like uh through this uh situation going into this deep playoff run?
2: Yeah,
3: I think it's um it, it's you know, it, first off the, the club is um we are heading into our second premier season. Um, you know, they, they were created in twenty twenty one and and had a had a fall season where they or a spring season where they got promoted immediately. Um and then they had their second season was their um fall season where they I think came in seventh place and then uh obviously this season was a big a big jump for us and I think that there was a lot of a lot of learning curves for everybody in terms of players and staff and coaches and and, and owners and everything but um going through this experience is, is preparing us for the future and I think that there's you know a lot a lot of a lot of good things to take from
0: it so Absolutely. And let's go ahead and dive into this. Now, you did win your regional championship facing off against Orlando FC Wolves. Obviously, they are a tough nut to crack in the Central Florida area. you had to go into the shootout to beat them. That must have been a really hard-fought match against a club like that.
3: Um yeah, we didn't we didn't have a shootout against anybody. It oh. was, we went into double overtime with with a couple teams in the playoffs. But yeah, just the playoffs in general were were uh, uh, we we learned so much. I mean, going through some of the some of the matches that we played in the in the league, um, we're a close battle with a couple guys. And then um, going into the playoffs, we had three games that went into the double overtime. So there was a lot of a lot of intense matchups over the course mm-hmm. of the. Of, of the playoffs.
0: So. Mm-hmm. No, I apologize. I I saw on the uh, schedule it said nil nil, so I thought it went into a shootout, which I didn't think uh, there was any goals scored in double overtime. That's uh, my error there. I apologize. Um, and then you get to the playoffs. You take on Tennessee Tempo. You you destroyed them seven one. That must have been really a big victory right there.
3: Yeah, you know they, they were an experienced side, and and I think a lot of the at that point a lot of the teams were, you know, starting to look at us as the as the new guys on the block and having no experience and um you know, we took that to our advantage and we have such a young team with with such pace and being able to to do what we want with our strengths. Um so there was a lot of, you know, <laughs> a lot of people counting us out, but you know, we definitely proved our worth there in that game.
0: No, you really really did and you did it again. Obviously, Chicago Nation uh did score some but still though i mean 6-3 and you're going right into the spring season finale i mean that's really uh, amazing because if they didn't if they didn't take you seriously in the last game they didn't take you seriously in this game
3: yeah and, uh, and uh, i it, know it comes it comes a lot with um, most of the most of the clubs having extremely experienced players i mean uh, like I said, I think I think taking this approach with our system of play and being able to uh, use these players in the correct way. I mean, it's, it's a credit to the players because they're extremely coachable. I mean, most most young kids in this situation would um, probably get a little bit over their heads and you know be extremely cocky, but these guys were were um, were definitely up for the task and they were extremely coachable. So,
0: mm-hmm, very true. And then of course, here comes Sporting Wichita and. Boy, did they give you a battle there? Two-one. I believe that also went to extra time as well. That championship final.
3: Yeah, that was the the, the match for it all in double overtime. So there was um, uh, the credit to Wichita. First off, they have an amazing team, best team we've played um, all, all season, and they, they were they were such a good group, and um, they moved the ball extremely well, and and um, got you know very close to goal a lot of times uh, towards the end of the match, and. You know, we were looking at that game as just being able to put away our chances would would secure the final, and, and you know we put away two. And walking away from that, I think we knew we could put away more. But um, it's a credit to them for for doing that under the pressure that we were under.
0: No, very true. A great victory, and uh, yeah, hoisted that championship title. Just out of curiosity, before the match, what did you say to your players before that game got started? Anything special? Did you dig deep in some sort of poem, or uh, you know, just, or just give them the old rah-rah speech?
3: Yeah, I think that there's there's a lot when it comes to what these young players have been through this season already with Frenzy, um, and being able to represent what they have created in terms of the environment. Some of them have been here since the very beginning, and some of them have been here. Um, for this period of six months just in the season so I think that they already you know across their young careers have have gone to the highest possible stage and um, we knew for for every single player in this match that this was the most important game that they've played in their lives because they're so young and um, you know just just reinforcing that and, and making sure that no matter what, we're going to walk out of here proud because we've done we've done an incredible job here. Uh, these players have put forth so much effort and so much work, and, and you know it, it, it paid off in the end.
0: So. Mm-hmm. No, it really did. And once again, you hoisted that championship trophy. What was that like for you to earn this club's first ever title in the spring season?
3: It was good. It was. Um, it's still sinking in, to be honest with you. I think that there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of pride you know for me as a coach I come from the DMV area so to do it in the DMV area was was something that was special to me personally but um these these owners and these these guys that have been here putting in the work and in in the background and and doing all the doing all the things that you know um you know that needs to be done they deserve so much credit because there's just there's just so much that needs to be done in preparation for this stuff and uh they make you know, they make my job easy with being able to just go out there and focus on taking care of you know taking care of the win. So,
0: no, absolutely. If I can ask you this, when you heard the news a couple of months ago that the U.S. Open Cup Committee and the UPSL had an agreement, uh, an agreement, I should say, to officially give the spring season champion uh, the uh, the first automatic bid into the into the Open Cup for next year. Did you think that clicked a light on, not just for yourself, but, you know, for your players as well now that you don't have to go through qualifying, that now you have an easy way, a one-way door to get into the tournament for next year?
3: Yeah, I think what what clicked for all of us in terms of the the whole ownership as well as the, the coaching staff and, and and the players as well was, you know, all, all year we've been striving to be able to put these guys on the national stage. And we did it with being able to get them to the elite eight um, and then being able to get them to the, 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 the final four, as well as the, you know, the, the national stage and everything like that. So um, what really clicked to us was just being able to get them another opportunity to be put on the national stage. And I think that that, that alone put a, yeah, it put everybody into overdrive in terms of and uh, making sure that we can work to make sure that we get there and, um, Knowing that you know we're there now um, is, is is surreal, and you know we're gonna preparation is already underway. So there, there's a, a lot of work to be done, and, and we're gonna be ready for it.
0: If I can ask you this, what does this mean to you personally? Making it to the Open Cup, automatically qualifying for it, because you know a couple like last year, Orlando City won the championship. They were the toast of town in Central Florida. Do you have those same dreams and hopes that now you have an opportunity to make a nice long run to get to that championship final?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's the that's the hope for, for every team that's in this position. I mean, we want to be able to I, – I, first off, I, I think that being able to give, you know, is my philosophy as a coach and just continue to give to these players and, and make sure that they have the opportunities that I myself never had as a player um, as well as, you know – what what everybody strives to be able to do um, with their opportunity for this U.S. Open Cup. So I think that that's the first thing. And then, you know, obviously going into every single game as a little guy, I think what we've done, we've done that in the UPSL now and doing it. And then, you know, my first year as a head coach, being able to get to the national championship is, is something that, you know, we take extremely seriously and then making sure, you know, now we go into this tournament with the same mindset. Um is going to be you know, something that's extremely calming for the players and, and making sure that they can get the job done. So,
0: If I can ask you this, what Open Cup memory do you have? Not counting Orlando City's championship, but <laughs> what game do you remember? What moment did you see that you couldn't believe what you were watching?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it was traveling through, you know, watching through Sacramento's, um, you know, the journey through the Cup that they had last season was something that, uh, was extremely ex- inspiring for a lot of um for a lot of you know players as as well as teams. I think that you know a lot of a lot of teams in the ranks that aren't the mls um, have a ton of talented coaches and a ton of talented players um, and being able to put those opportunities together to be able to get them um, to you know a higher place where they deserve the recognition is something that is is is, is Really inspiring. So,
0: and now you're getting ready for a fall season. Obviously, after after celebrating a title, there you got to go right into a fall season. Are you able to prepare for that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's been. Um, we've had our rest for a couple of days, and now we're we're back into uh, the process of of being able to get you know our preseason underway for um, for the UPSL fall season. So. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's uh, it's an ongoing process. I know there's a quick turnaround and everything, but um, we've had our rest and we've been able to turn around and get right back on the field. So I'm extremely proud of, of everybody here at Frenzy for for that. And and yeah, we're going straight on into the fall season.
2: So.
0: So I have to ask you this. Obviously, sometime in 2024, we'll find out when the first round draw uh, will have a date. And you'll be facing either someone from USL League 2, maybe the NPSL, maybe from the, uh, the amateur qualifiers that will get underway very soon next month. Who are you more interested in facing off against? And, you know... Who within, I guess you would have to say it's Region 3 in the southeast and maybe also in Texas or Mississippi. I mean, who are you anxious to face off against once that, uh, uh, once that bunch of teams are all filled with all those slots?
3: yeah I think there's a lot of you know there's a lot of time before we before we even figure that out so I think our our focus right now is just making sure that we can you know lay down lay down a foundation and continue to to carry through the systems that we've been um you know that we've been been relaying to our players and to our staff as well um you know obviously in the central Florida area there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that you know we've been you know been able to watch and been inspired by over the course of, um, the past season in in, you know, Lake Nona and as well as, you know, daily on and, and, and all these other teams that are, um, you know, making it into the, into the first round of the cup, at least, and being able to, to represent their clubs with pride in the open cup. So, um, I think that there's a lot of, you know, a a lot of teams in the area that, um, that are interesting to us, um, but yeah, we're we're more focused on just making sure our our systems are in place and everything. There's a long time to go before that. So uh-huh.
0: No, absolutely, and it's going to be a fun time uh, seeing that happen. And I can't wait to see who you'll be drawn against in that opening round. But once again, uh, Tyler, thank you very much for your time. I always appreciate it, uh, having you. And, of course, uh, I appreciate always to give uh, these clubs and the amateur levels, you know, their opportunity to talk about reaching the big dance, and that is the U.S. Open Cup. Thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. Tyler Weston, head coach of A.S. Frenzy. And once again, thank you to Tyler Weston, the head coach of A.S. Frenzy, for joining me uh, on that recorded interview as we uh, are back here on the Four Fire American Soccer Show. Great guests today, uh, tonight, and uh, good luck to them in the first round draw. Here are the other clubs that have already qualified uh to the first round of the US Open Cup in 2024. Um at the moment not every spot is filled. Qualifying will begin uh next month the weekend of September 9th and 10th. So we got some games oh excuse me some games there that can uh, be fun to uh take a listen to or if they have their streaming capabilities available. Uh we'll see what they do there and of course at the moment Uh, Here we go. In the National Premier Soccer League, we have Westchester United, FC Motown, Southern States FC, Apotheos FC, Tulsa Athletic, Steel City FC, Crossfire Redmond Premier Red, and El Farolito, and currently Ballard FC, winners of the USL League Two Championship, and Texas United as a conference regular season winner, a division regular season winner, I should say, they've accepted their invitational bid to the 2024 U.S. Open Cup. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Cannot wait. And, of course, once again, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, qualifying by the amateur clubs will be getting underway in the U.S. Soccer Association as well as uh, UPSL clubs that wants to participate in Open Cup qualifying. They will start on the weekend of September 9th through the 10th, and then towards the uh, end of September, beginning of October, another again in October, and then in November, the weekend before Thanksgiving weekend. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to get back into the qualification rounds of the U.S. Open Cup. I want to thank my guests tonight once again From Mesoamerica FC, the head coach, Jimmy Pineda, and Herman Alfaro, and the head coach of A.S. Frenzy in Tyler Weston, as they all joined me. Uh, Unfortunately, could not do it live on Monday due to the technical issues, but uh, were able to record those interviews with them to get this show happening and ready to talk to you guys tonight. Join me next week. We all know what's going to be U.S. Open Cup week as the semifinals of the U.S. Open Cup will be on Wednesday, August the 23rd. Enter Miami at FC Cincinnati and the Houston Dynamo hosting Real Salt Lake. It's going to be exciting, fun. You can see it, English language, CBS Sports Golazo Network live on the Pluto TV uh, website and app or on the Paramount Plus app, in Spanish language on Telemundo Universo and the Peacock app uh courtesy of NBC. I want to thank my guests tonight once again. Thank you once again to Jimmy Pineda, Herman Alfaro, and Tyler Weston of their respective clubs. My name is Daniel Foyerstein. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight, and as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you, take care, so long, and have a good night, and bye-bye for now.